You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. In a world filled with cigars, craft beer, comics, movies, and video games, only two men are brave enough to search out all things nerdy. It's the Cigar Nerds Podcast! And welcome to Cigar Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Smokin' Joe. I'm Brad Jackson. And happy Chinese New Year. What are we uh, smoking this week, Brad? Ah, so this week we have the Punch Year of the Dragon, a.k.a. the Dragonfire. Dragonfire. Which just sounds epic. <laughs> yes. Um, really dig the, the packaging and the labeling and everything else, the way they do Yeah, these. this is part of Punch's yearly uh, Chinese New Year cigar where they kind of film it around... Film it. Uh... Theme it around like the Chinese New Year. In previous years, like the packaging has looked like Chinese takeout. This year, it's kind of like one of those octagonal like fireworks cases. And I've liked all the previous releases, but what's kind of cool about this one is it's bigger. I mean, yes. usually they're, most of them have been like little bitty cigars, where this one is a 60 ring gauge, but it's only like a, f- five, a five by cigar. 60. Yeah, so it's like a, a short Gordo. Uh, so it's, it gives you a little bit more smoke than the uh, than the previous ones. Yeah, and this this thing's going to sport a Mexican wrapper with fillers from Esteli, Nicaragua, the Dominican Republic, and Honduras. With and, a binder from Condega. Yeah, I. <laughs> you know that's that's the thing with punch is, is they don't really there. do too much Nicaraguan uh, cigars, and this this is a nice step, and I like the fact that it is a larger ring gauge. Um, yeah, you know, definitely the medium dragon, plus. The, the band on this thing is like awesome. It's like all shiny and shit and got, got the dragon on it. And of course, like all the previous uh, Chinese New Year releases, there is a, uh, a, uh, a fortune inside, uh, like a fortune cookie. What did yours say? I haven't, I haven't opened mine up yet. So imagine, you know, how deep the ocean could be without all those sponges. No, that's deep. <laughs> I think one I had the other day. It said like, if you're looking to a cigar ban for life advice, you've uh, you might want to rethink your priorities. <laughs> true enough. True enough. Cigar. <laughs> yeah. Appreciate the obvious. Oh uh, yeah. So uh, we're gonna go from dragons to uh, bees uh, this episode because we're gonna be talking about the latest Jathan's. Statham uh, action flick. Man, uh, this coffee needs to kick in because I can't fucking talk. I've been out in the cold all day. Are you struggling right now? Maybe. You seem like you're struggling right now. I got up early and went to the range and did some shooting, so now, like, you know. Is, is that even coffee or is that just straight whiskey? Uh, yes. Uh, okay. Take that what you will. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to be talking about the beekeeper. Uh, and if you've got a fight off Jason Statham, you should probably call on the Strike Force. Strikeforceenergy.com. Use your promo code CigarNerds for 20% off your order. Get you all jacked up on that caffeine, man. Uh, you might even, you know, fight a dragon if you get enough of it in you. <laughs> How intense would that be? Fighting a fucking dragon. That that needs to be one of your science <laughs> articles. I, I saw where scientists uh, discovered dragon-like fossils. Oh, shit. Yeah. I hadn't seen that one. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's the eye of the dragon. It's the <laughs> I fire of the dragon. I you know yeah. It's like you know the sequel to Eye of the Tiger. We get yeah. you know, fire of the dragon. That's probably the sequel to uh, whatever the Ten Rings. 
Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. But yeah, that's all we got to warm you up this week. We'll be right back with the main show. You're a blessing, Mr. Clay. This place was crabgrass and weeds, and you brought it back to life. Mrs. Parker and I were friends. She was like family. She was the only person who ever took care of me. I just got a message saying that there's a problem with my computer. Yes, ma'am, we got this. Yesterday, she shot herself. This is private property. Do you know what they do here? Scamming the weakest in our society? Buddy, I'm counting to three. One, two, three. There, I did it for you. I'm gonna burn this place to the ground. Will you stomp his ass out? You're telling me one man did this. The only thing you know is he's a beekeeper. And welcome back to the show. It's time to do some horticulture. I was trying to think of the technical term for beekeeper, but but I can't remember what what they're actually called. Yeah, I don't I don't remember either. I used to know a guy that kept bees, and secretly, this makes me wonder: <laughs> was there a organization out there somewhere? Like, and I mean, he was almost in. Incon- as inconspicuous as uh, Statham's character in this uh, film. But, I mean, at that time, there was no internet or anything. So, (laughs) you know, it was a lot easier to be, you know, remain anonymous, I suppose. See, now I'm looking up what what you actually call a a beekeeper. A beekeeper. (laughs) Yeah, so Jason Statham, ah, an apiarist. Ah. Is a... uh, the technical name for a uh, or an apiculturalist. I have never heard anyone use the scientific name growing up in the South. <laughs> hey man, that's old Pete with him bees. Yeah, so uh, just as you thought he might have been getting a little too old for this shit, Jason Statham still beating ass. <laughs> yeah, I mean that was one of the things is. Um, you know, of course, they they did try to work uh, somewhat of a story into this, but I mean, by and large, this is just your quintessential, you know, action film. Um, a good thing you start kind of. I don't. Know, we're we're not into the summer movie season yet for another probably what April May is when like the big stuff kind of pops up. But it's a good like mindless action flick for to start off, especially like right now there is because of all the strikes and shit. Like we are hurting for content. There's not a whole lot of new movies out there in the world. So it was like, well, I mean there are, but at the same time, (laughs) what was that about? I don't know, man. You like, (laughs) did, did we just have a power surge? Like that must've been a solar flare. Yeah. Check your, check your phone signal. Make sure that, uh, (laughs) you know, our, our wireless devices are still working. I suppose. Dude, I got the same freaking... Uh... <laughs> I wonder if it's the same on every cigar. No, because I've had others that have different oh, different okay. ones. So yeah, there's there's probably like... I think last year there was maybe four or five different... There wasn't like a whole bunch of different uh, fortunes, so... I mean, that's almost a good dad joke of a of a cigar. But, yeah, I mean... I you come out with dad joke cigars. Each one has like a just a dad joke under the label. <laughs> General Cigar, if you're listening, yeah, just give us some credit on that one. 
Kids, don't cut yourself. Let your fathers cut their cigars. <laughs> Kid cutting yourself? Cut into a cigar. You got to cut it. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Oh. But, yeah, I mean, you know, there, there has been things released, but nothing that's really struck me as, oh, man, I really have to see this. Yeah, there's, like, there's a bunch of, like, biographies and, like, more artsy movies that have that have come out. And some of them, I think they kind of rushed them out because there was nothing else in the theaters. Like, they were supposed to come out. Because, like, the Bob Marley movie coming out, and I expected that to be, like, a summer release because that's, you know, Probably when they, you know, we're doing a biofilm, it's got to be like, you know, Oscar worthy. But they're like, fuck, there's nothing in the theaters. Go ahead and get that shit out. <laughs> we're not yeah. saving it for Oscar season. I don't know. I actually heard good things about it. I, I you know, I'm not really the, the biggest reggae fan, but, you know, I, I've been known to, you know, jam some Marley tunes in my day. Yeah, it's like, I haven't. I don't know what's like actually in theaters right now because it's a like it seems. Well, I like... drove by the theater on the way here, and there were like three films. Yeah, it was like they're re-releasing a lot of stuff, like because because there's need something to fill fill the content. Like hell, this one was still in theaters, but it was already out for rental. But it was just, just staying in theaters because there wasn't nothing to replace it, pretty much. So it's yeah. like it's like all right, I can pay twenty dollars to go to the theater, or I can pay twenty dollars and rent it on YouTube. And I'm like, yeah, fuck, I'm just gonna rent it on YouTube. <laughs> Twenty dollars to fucking rent a film. Yeah, like, I mean, I, we used to buy films for that. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, still cheaper than going to the theater and buying popcorn and everything else. And yeah. oh yeah, we should totally make it a date night. No Damn one, no it. one, yeah, no one throws us out for you know drinking in in you know, the home theater. <laughs> ah, unless you're getting rowdy, I, I've, I've never really had an issue. You know, what people don't know happens in the dark. <laughs> It's all good. Speaking of which, I had some really good whiskey last weekend because I don't like. I'm a, I'm a vacation drunk now. I don't drink as much as I used to, and I tried to smoke wagon small batch reserve out of uh, Las Vegas. That shit was good. It was like a nice, like smoky uh, bourbon. I got fucking ripped. There was some karaoke involved. I I remember going to karaoke. I have no clue what I sung. I know there's a video of it. I have not brought myself to watch it yet. <laughs> I talked to a guy the next day, and he's like, "It wasn't good, but you were enthusiastic, so I had fun watching it." <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah, that that sounds about like my usual karaoke performance." <laughs> you would be a great entertainer. We were very entertained. You're not gonna make it as a uh, lead singer, though, unfortunately. That and somehow I teleported because I went to bed on like one side of the bed, and I woke up on the other side of the bed, and I'm like, I'm like confused. I'm like, I didn't go to bed here. <laughs> I went to bed over there. Amanda's like, like you're pissing me off and just fucking rolls you <laughs> like. <laughs> much, like. I was like, I don't remember. Be Didn't I go to bed over there? She's like, yeah, you rolled to like the middle of the damn bed and had your like arm across my head. And when I got to go to the bathroom, you just rolled the rest of the way over and I couldn't move you. So I just switched sides when I came back. <laughs> like, All right. That makes sense now. I was, I was confused for a minute. <laughs> so you truly woke up on the wrong side of the bed. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, this isn't my phone. <laughs> Wait a minute. How did I get here? Where I, am I right now? <laughs> I remember making it back to the room, but yeah, I don't remember uh, how I ended up on that side of the bed. The, that's the beauty of hotels. There's a lot of rooms <laughs> to choose from. Yeah, I was like, at least I stopped before I, you know, kept going on and ended up in the floor on that side of the bed. I at least only, like, rolled over to, like, the other side. I didn't, like, keep going till I fell off. <laughs> 
Hashtag cotton life. <laughs> oh, I I love how like we're going from yeah, let's talk about this great action film to be like try this whiskey. <laughs> hey, if I went to a con. If it wasn't for side quests, we'd get n- <laughs> there'd be no quest at all. <laughs> uh, but yes, the beekeeper, uh, directed by David Ayer, starring Jathan Statham. Yeah, so basically, it's... It's the hive, man. It's the hive. John Wick with bees. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... No, it truly is. Instead of my dog, you killed my bees. And my friend. <laughs> At least he had a human he was getting vengeance for. So yes, apparently... I, the... I don't know, dude. Like, that situation, yeah, absolutely. You know, with with the human, but... I don't know. You, you, you fuck with my dog. I'm, you know, like. I mean, he did kind of step it up because he's like, he's like, all right, I'm gonna go fuck up all these people that like stole money from my friend, but then they came and destroyed my my bees. So now I'm gonna have to kill everybody. <laughs> I was like, I was gonna just let you off with this one this one ass kicking. Now that you've killed my bees, I'm gonna have to take down your entire organization. Like, how do we become beekeepers? Like, I feel like that's something that, like, a lifelong, you know. I mean, because, dude, they, they threw all kinds of fucking people at them. You know, everything from, you know, cartel members to, you know, former operators, rangers, and shit like that. Seals, like. <laughs> yeah, the and, and the weird-ass, like, Australian mercenaries. <laughs> like. And we're all on steroids and we're in Hawaiian shirts. I'm like, all right, you can tell those. It's like a video game. You can tell which characters are playing for which team. <laughs> so if we wear Hawaiian shirts, are we badass? That's why I collect Hawaiian shirts. I got a bun- I got a cigar nerd's Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> I have a few in my collection. So yeah, basically, uh, he's a. Apparently, there's like a super secret government agency that's outside the chain of command that whenever basically society is threatened with the, you know, they restore balance to the world. Uh, so they, you know, they, they kind of, they're kind of independent operators that, that don't really answer to anyone. They just, uh, Oh, this certain organization is, is doing something that may you know, threaten the world. We're just going to go fuck them up. And he has retired, and yeah, the code name of because they protect the hive is the beekeepers. But apparently, they're actually also good at beekeeping. So he retires to the middle of nowhere to uh, grow bees and make honey. And he's renting a barn from a nice old lady, played by Felicia Rashad, which I've not seen in forever. You may know her from the Cosby Show back in the day. She was, you know, Mrs. Cosby, you know, before all the rape and stuff <laughs> back when that was a good show <laughs> what else happened to society <laughs> and of of all the villains we can face it's not international terrorists or drug dealers it's fucking internet scammers like i was like that is actually an interesting plot device that it's like the people that are and i don't know how real that world is but it looked pretty fucking believable. This is how these like call centers of scammers playing on the elderly. And she's like, they basically 
hit her computer with a ransomware attack when she calls IT to fix it, their IT, and hack all her shit and steal all her money. You know, including she's like on the board of uh, some charity for like little kids because she's a retired school teacher, and they stole like two million from from her freaking charity, and just out of guilt, she kills herself. And of course, you know, the beekeeper finds her and and figures out uh, kind of what what happened by you know checking her, I guess her computer eventually. And so he's like, but not to mention time to go. Uh, he finds the body, habit. but the FBI daughter just happens to be there at the same time. <laughs> yeah, he just happened to walk in around. And I like how he, because, you know, he's like, I'm just a beekeeper. <laughs> and they're like, so he's like, so what were you doing here? My mom's, and he's like, well, I came to, I was supposed to meet her for dinner. I observed uh, the lights out. I could, you know, hear the fire alarm going off. So I made entry. And you know, it was very like cop speak. The way he, and then he's like, you observed this and you made entry. Are you former law enforcement or military? No, no, I'm just a beekeeper. <laughs> and I'm like, uh-huh, dude, you're, you're, you're speaking like a, a professional. Uh, you're kind of give, blowing your cover there, homie. Collect honey. <laughs> I have a particular set of bees. <laughs> but what if they're not bees? What if they're just drones? <laughs> And, you know, the first kind of reveal that he isn't what he says he is, you know, opens up the hive and he's got a, a freaking sat phone in a Faraday bag hidden inside his, uh, his hive, which it's a great fucking place to hide something you don't want fucked with. Cause like, who the hell is going to like stick their hand in a beehive to like, you know, look for shit. <laughs> I don't know, dude. Like I've seen people relocate bees and like, you know, they'll just reach in and, you know gradually grab like two handfuls of bees and i guess as long as you don't make any sudden movements or anything like by and large honeybees are you know kind of chillax you know but yeah as long as they're not you know hornets are just angry fuckers and i guess it's the the, the yellow pheromones, too. you know like the the fear and you know what other anxiety or whatever you know i so guess as long as you're cool calm and collected like the bees are going to be cool and calm as long as you don't like Fucking threaten them. <laughs> yeah, and you, know, you got your little smoker to, you know. Except get... yellow jackets and wasps. Yeah, they're those, on a whole they're just level. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're not doing anything. <laughs> oh. You're fucking hornets and shit. Yeah, when he goes in, like, the first time you see him is, like, he's g- going in, like, clearing a hornet nest out of the out of the barn. And, uh, you know, he's, like, comes back with, like, a bag of fucking hornets. <laughs> he's like, that all? I'm just like, yeah, I got him. Uh, and she's like, what are you going to do to him? Well, I think that should be just between me and them. She's like, yeah, probably. And, like, the way he killed, like, instead of just, like, squishing the bag, he's, like, fucking tases him. I was, like, <laughs> just puts, like, a, a light bulb in the bag and, like, breaks it and then, like, takes, like, a fucking stun gun and hits it to the thing and just, like, fries them all in the bag. I was, like, never seen anyone kill bees or hornets like that. That's kind of cool. <laughs> don't tase me, bro. I don't know. I can remember shooting, you know, like, they'd build on a corner of a garage, so we were... Yeah, you know, forty yards away or so. You know, we'd shoot them with a pellet rifle, and those things will fucking, fucking follow it back dark. too. They're like, <laughs> oh yeah, dude. Like as soon as as soon as you let go, you know, the rant, like your ass better already. Like that's why we were no more than like five feet from the door. <laughs> yeah. oh, my grandpa took out some hornets one time. We had a chicken house, and he just like mixed a five gallon bucket full of like diesel fuel and stuff, and set it like right underneath the uh, 
the the hornet's nest and like you know got way back and like shot it and like fuck it a big fireball comes up and just toasts the <laughs> he's like I ain't getting near that fucker <laughs> I got the hornet but we might have lost the chicken house <laughs> <laughs> oh like I mean we'd do that with like the especially the underground yellow jacket nest you know wait till evening a little 20 ounce bottle some gasoline and shove it in their hole homemade napalm <laughs> yeah we never lit it or anything just let the, the fumes do the work but lighting it's half the fun then you see all like you get like little geysers of fire throughout the yard anywhere there's like an exit to the <laughs> to the nest it's kind of it's kind of wild unless i've seen videos where like people put like a shitload of gas and then it's like apparently it was a pretty big uh cavern underneath there and it just like looked like somebody set a grenade off in their yard just blew a big asshole in the yard <laughs> Because you don't know, like, fume, the gas fume is, like, more explosive than, like, the liquid gas. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's that's the most flammable part is the fumes, you know, because if it wasn't for the fumes and you drop the match in liquid, it's going to, you know, extinguish, but it's the fumes that ignite. I had a friend that tried to burn an old uh, dresser one time, covered it in gas, and then threw a match at it, and, like, the buildup of fumes in the drawers exploded and like one of the drawers like shot up and like hit him in the chest and knocked him on his ass. <laughs> it was like a fucking rocket going off. It's like fuckers and Tannerite. <laughs> That's a big boom. So yeah. Uh that whole like fishing scam set up inside like a some kind of like tech building. He just like rolls up like in his like old beat up, you know, truck with like a couple gallons of, you know, cans of gas and like security guys. Like, uh, you have, he's like, is this, you know, whatever technologies? And he's like, uh, you're going to have to leave. I'm going to count to five. He's like, one, two, three, four, five. There, we're done. <laughs> and then like kicks the shit out of the security guards. He just goes into like the, the receptionist. Yeah, if there's anyone here that's not part of X company, you should go ahead and tell them to leave. To leave. There's going to be a fire. <laughs> oh, just like rolls in and starts dumping gas on on all. He's like, "All right, you know, repeat after me. I will never scam anyone again, and you can leave." And they all start laughing. He's like, "Okay," and just starts pouring gas on everyone, all the computers, and they're like, "Oh shit!" And like, and then he's like, "Repeat it." Like, yeah, yeah, we'll never scam anyone again. <laughs> Until like the douchebag like boss guy comes in and with like the security guys and he just like fucks them up. Did you get Bam Margera vibes? Young Bam Margera vibes from the the one owner. Uh the the first guy or the guy who actually owned the company, the the son. The son. Yeah, a little <laughs> bit. Like just rich kid douchebag nearly that he's like, yeah. Fucking, and he's got like, so basically his handler of the company uh, is former CIA director. And this kid had basically stolen or acquired a computer program that was designed by the CIA to like track down terrorists. Well, he's using it to track down vulnerable people that have money. And now he's using all these call centers to call and scam people out of their money and he's got them like set up like all over the world and shit hey cigar nerds 
I want to talk to you about your car's extended warranty. Fuck off! <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it's like, because I've, you know, back when I was a cop, like, I worked a couple cases where, like, you know, people had gotten ripped off, and it's like, yeah, that, like, this is the way they, like, just talked her out of her money, and... Well, not only that, You would think, but... you're like, I don't know, I guess it's just the, the older generation, because, like... I've seen the scam multiple times where someone will call him like, Hey, this is your grandson. I've gotten arrested in like Mexico. I need you to like, you know, wire me some money to pay my bond. And they don't even like call their family to confirm that that's who they're speaking with. And it's like, I don't know why it's so, if, if I don't know, older just generation is more trusting, but yeah, it's like how they kind of conned her. Well, like, I mean, is, it's just like, you know, you, you get a call and it says, you know, for Scythe County Sheriff's Office, and it's like, hey, you know, uh, there's been a warrant issued for your arrest, you know, um, we need, you know, $400 or something to make this, and it's like, that's never going to happen in real life. Yeah. Like, if you got a warrant, somebody's going to come knock on your door. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Um, we had one time those, because half of them are out of India, I would say, uh, one of those... Caller's like, oh, yes, this is so-and-so, and and we've got warrants for your arrest, and you need to... And we're like, they called the police department. Yeah. Because, like I said, I guess they just pick numbers at random, and we're like, no, that's not real. Yeah, yeah, I'm with so-and-so. Like, dude, you called a police department. (laughs) And they're like, uh, (laughs) bye, click. (laughs) I, I don't know. I think they just have, like, you know, you had, like, the roller dialer things back in the day like Are the african prince uh, emails yeah. <laughs> uh yes uh i am going to leave 50 bazillion dollars uh i just need one small donation of 1000 yeah or you would always uh if you're trying to sell something on like craigslist pre pre facebook marketplace it'd always be someone hey i'll send you the money but i, I can't uh I'm going to send too much. Can you like cash this and send me back like the remainder? I, I accidentally, you know, sent too much money. We're like, no, you're full of shit. That's <laughs> yeah. That are the ones where it's like, Hey, we're your utility company. Send us gift cards. <laughs> it's like, what? Yeah. The gift card. But I mean, is... you know, I, I have seen some really legitimate ones. Like, you know, there's, there was some emails going around pretending to be Wells Fargo and stuff. And I mean, if you, really didn't you know if you just glance and click the link yeah because we used to, we get like phishing scam alerts all the time you know at my company and yeah the, you'll see something that'll be like because i always send out like hey if you get this email ignore it and but yeah it looks like it's coming from the company or from the boss and it's like once you like kind of hover over the email it's like not the actual email yes. that you see in the thing and it's like yeah it's like but yeah at this point i'm Maybe I may maybe I'm the minority, but I'm like I don't trust anything. <laughs> I always verify everything that and I. That's really the best way to be. Like, <laughs> yeah. hey, this is your banking institution. You know what I'm going to do? Hang up the phone call and call the banking institution. I'm not calling the number that called me. <laughs> but yeah, homeboy like kind of reminded me of a evil uh, Steve Jobs or something, where he's like in the midst of conning her, but giving a demonstration to all his guys. He's like, you know. He's like, you got to stay on the script, but don't stay on the script so much that you sound robotic. You got to, you know, he's like, so first I'm going to, uh, you know, hit her with sympathy. Oh my God, I screwed this up. Uh, like, uh, 
yeah, I'm going to lose my job. I got kids. He's like, I ain't got no fucking kids. And then kicks back. <laughs> it's like, um, but you know, I mean, and a lot of that is just like, realistically, like I've worked for marketing firms and I mean, it, it was almost that way. Like, you know, it was all about building that relationship and that little bit of trust in that short time. And like, yeah, oh like, yeah, here's you a blank check. Do all of my things. And it's like, <laughs> I like, got you. Yeah, like I, I can uh, I mean, log granted, in we were offering a legit service, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I've been to some of those like, you know, my brief stint as a car salesman, some of those like sales classes and stuff like that. And I was like, I'm not corrupt enough to be a salesman. It's like just like the psychology of like conning someone is very close to the psychology of selling someone a legitimate product, convincing somebody you know to buy something that they don't fucking need <laughs> for way more than they want to spend. It's it's yeah, uh, same thing except you know legal instead of you know illegal. Well, I mean, <laughs> ish. <laughs> I've I've seen some some shady uh, car deals go down. I mean, I don't. I'm sure it's still around, but it's not as bad as I think it once was. Like, I, that that's a weird thing for me. Like people that are going to make big purchases and stuff and have done no prior research or anything else, and just like that guy's there to make money. He's not necessarily there to consult you. <laughs> Salesmen's are never your friends. <laughs> like. I'll be your sales consultant, uh, you know, for the sake of how big my commission can be. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, you know, you know, uh, the the next level up guy is like tells his his guy that you know Statham just burned down his fucking building. Like, you know, he's like, hey, I'm gonna send you kind of the list of the people y'all have been, you know, stealing from for the last, you know, track them down, find out who this guy is. You're like. You know, fucking hire some some mafia guys, go kick his ass, and they, of course, like you know, find him keeping his bees, and then fucking he gets buck wild, like you know, cuts off homeboys like fingers and shit, and then like basically follows him until he calls for help, so he could like you know get the phone to track you know the next step up the chain, but then you just like tying him to his truck and then just driving his ass off into the into off the bridge and then taking his truck. It was like, nice. <laughs> that, that's how most of these scammers need to be treated. Yes, absolutely. And then, you know, of course, you know, once he finds out his, his people's gone, he's like, you know, goes to talk to his, uh, I thought it was his dad, but apparently it was just like, you know, his, his handler. And he's like, uh, yeah, this guy fucked up all my dudes. He's like, well, who is he? What is he? He's like, he said he's a beekeeper beekeeper and he's like dude like that's not just a beekeeper he's like a fucking elite assassin that he's like so let me call all my you know cia black ops guys and put together like a bunch of seal team guys like we'll, he's probably heading to your next to like biggest uh call center like we'll just set a trap for him and like and i like he, he he's like brings all those guys he's like yeah you all you guys are uh uh seal team six army rangers yada yada you're all basically pussies compared to this guy. So, uh, you know, he would, could kill any one of you. So maybe all you together stand a chance. So, like, good luck. <laughs> but I, I like how he's, he's having to come across like legitimate law enforcement and cops and shit. And he's very careful to 
only kill the people that are working for the bad guys. Like he's like, I'll get you but out I, of my way. But I still but. kind of feel like you know. There's grounds for assault there or something, you know? Like yeah, He's definitely committing some, <laughs> some violence, but he's, you know, not doing anything permanent. You know? <laughs> but, yeah, I like they're all, like, you know, the, the mercenaries kick the, the FBI SWAT team, like, out of the building. So they're like, all right, we'll just set up a perimeter. And they're like, all right, we've we've blocked these these locations and these locations. There's no way in but here. And he just comes, like, walking right up to him. He's like, yeah, you know, if, the, if there was another way in, I, w- I would have taken it. And they're like, what? You know, you're the guy we're looking for. He's like... Tell you what, these guys are all scumbags. Why don't y'all just let me in and there'll be no problems? And they're like, sorry, I can't do that. And he's like, yeah, I figured as much. But I figured I'd give the fireman a, a break. And just like beats the shit out of all these FBI SWAT guys, but doesn't do any like permanent damage other than like one guy gets his finger broken and, you know, waltzes in. But yeah, I like when like the the daughter who's kind of leading the, the manhunt for him like shows up and she's like, she's like, are, are you, you know, everybody all right? No one like killed. And he's like, no, nah, no one killed, but we got the shit kicked out of us. <laughs> like I thought it was kind of, I, I don't know. You know, that's, I, I get it. It was a mindless action film for what it was, but I'm like, there's a whole lot of people in one dude. Like if these people just did a coordinated attack, like, like if there's four guys, like, why does everybody each wait their turn? Like, <laughs> just fucking rush and. Uh... Oh yeah! After he uh, kills, uh, before he even gets to that second building, you know the CIA guy calls basically the current beekeepers and he's like, "Hey, what's up with this guy?" He's like, "Guy's oh, retired and he's well, he's like fucking up my shit. Can y'all like handle your guy?" So they send the current beekeeper, who's got a badass truck with a fucking minigun in the back. <laughs> And just tries to ambush him at a gas station. I I just love fucking Captain Obvious there too, and it's like, damn, that's like one of the guns the army would use. <laughs> like, yeah, like you know, he he of course like fucks her up, takes her finger so he can go like raid her like stash house full of uh full of supplies before he moves on. He needed to, his to next re-up thing. on bees, man. Yeah, but they're like uh, they're like, well, yeah, how do we know this is like you know some other kind of government thing? And they're like. Let me show you one thing. And like the burned out truck, there's like a fucking mini gun in the back of it. And you're like, he's like, yeah, this isn't like, you know, regular gangster shit here. <laughs> oh, and I like the, uh, when he goes in there to blow up the next building of, and kind of find out, all right, who's, who's the next man up the, up the line in charge. And he's like <laughs> fucking torturing, like that guy calls Hunter's leader with like a stapler and just keeps slapping him in the face. And he's like, I can make the stop at any time. <laughs> oh, but yeah, one of his tricks, he's like, like builds like wires up this thing with like some kind of like Kevlar, like unbreakable wire. So, and then runs into the elevator. So they follow him into the elevator and he just like cuts the wire and they're like, Oh fuck. So they all try to get out of the elevator. But when the elevator drops that cord, like, snatches everybody else up that got out of the elevator and jerks them all into the shaft and just like fucks all of the mercenaries. up. was like, damn, <laughs> that's pretty fucking cool. Hey, I mean, so one guy get, got that's, decapitated. That's very important to understand rigging. Hey, he's a bad mother rigger. <laughs> oh. Yeah. But of course, you know, homeboy reveals the identity of the leader Turns out this conspiracy goes all the way to the top because he is the president's son. <laughs> and apparently this president got elected uh, using 
scam money. Not to her knowledge, apparently. But, uh, yeah, so he's like, uh, Mommy, can I come hide out at your beach house <laughs> with my mercenaries? Because <laughs> this dude's was... coming to kill all of us. And and that part was kind of ridiculous, too. Like, leader of the free world, there would be a much bigger Secret Service presence. Right? Like... You would think. Even at, like, <laughs> you know, Camp David, where they have, you know, normally have, uh... But then again, you know, they're, you know, her shady dealings, they're like, all right, you know, all you guys kind of step outside. <laughs> and I, I love how she... Yeah, you can have your friends over, but no drugs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she walks in and he's hitting a vape pen and she's like, is that nicotine or something else? She's like, well, unless you want to like, you know, see the dragons, I, I wouldn't suggest it. <laughs> like fucking DMT or some shit. <laughs> uh, I have I have dragon fire in my lungs. <laughs> yeah, and then the FBI director comes in and like tells her what's actually going on that her, her son's really been up to and... He's like, yeah, that's how you got elected, Mom. I uh, I paid for your campaign by scamming motherfuckers and using <laughs> CIA software. And then he looks at the FBI director and goes, but you didn't hear that. <laughs> Just remember, three people can keep a secret if two of them are dead. And by the end of it, two of them are dead. <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> Oh, but yeah, I like the little mini boss battle when he's like, you know, brings in his like mercenary team that are like crazy Australian guys, like in Hawaiian shirts and fucking MP7s and shit. <laughs> he's like, I killed a beekeeper once. I got real fucking lucky. <laughs> what did he lose his leg or something? Yeah. Cause like later on when he finally, like we get to the mini boss battle where uh, Statham's fighting him in a hallway he kicks the motherfucker's leg off at one point. <laughs> and I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> I think he even beat him with it too. I'm like, beat a motherfucker with his own leg. <laughs> like, can you not just call time out? Be like, hey, hey. All right, put your leg back on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. But yeah, just the balls on him when he like gets into the party and he's like, he's not even like hiding. He's like, you know, he sneaks in, disguises like a, a, a Secret Service guy, but then like just fucking, I'm just a dude in a suit now, just walking around the party, and just uh, hors d'oeuvres. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that whole like extended fight sequence, gunfight, it was still cool that he's keeping up that like, oh, you're a Secret Service guy, I'm just gonna like knock you out or shoot you in the leg. Oh, mercenary, I get to kill you. It's like, it's like just very careful to only kill those that need, that, uh, need, uh, killing. Cause that, yeah, man, that, that final battle was like a fucking video game. Just like, oh yeah. Working his way up the food chain all the way to the, <laughs> the main boss. I mean, it's basically some John Wick shit, but yeah. I, you know, I think this. You know, there's there's definitely some Hollywood magic with with John Wick, but you know they do try to at times, you know, make it you know sort of 
sort of realistic where this was just like like you said you know this, this was just action video <laughs> yeah. game you know like not a whole lot of one-liners just just violence <laughs> you know outside of uh you know the freaking fbi agent and her you know semi quasi you know but we're the good guys <laughs> wait maybe we're not so good um Oh, I do like when, like, after he fucked up the uh, the beekeeper, when, like, the CIA guy tried to call the beekeepers to take care of their own, they're like, yeah, we're going to stay neutral on this. Uh, <laughs> y'all are on your own. <laughs> so we tried once. We're not, you know, we're not wasting any more assets. Uh, yeah, y'all, we're, we're going to be neutral on this one. And, like, you know, the daughter FBI agents, like, finds one of them's books on bees and like reading it. She's like, you know, like these bee keep actually pretty interesting. And she's like, they have a, Oh, they call it the queen killer. Like if the bees like think the queen has, is producing defective offspring, they will actually rise up and kill the queen and, and replace her. And she's like, so I think at this point, like he may actually kill the president because you know, of how fucked up her son is. <laughs> How many people know about this? Just us, sir. Keep it that way. <laughs> How did that work? You ended up dead. Yeah, because... You know, by a crack fiend. Yeah, because, like, you know, fucking dude's all cracked out of his mind because he's, like, knows he's going to die. He's kind of like the, the the gangster son in John Wick. You know, he's, like, just, like, I, I fucked up something I shouldn't have fucked up with. And and, and now, like, you know, and you know, the, even the, you know, once the president finds out what all is actually going on she's like i'm just gonna tell him the truth that like yeah yeah like i will confess my crimes and hopefully he doesn't you know fucking kill us all so her son like you know shoots the fbi director and tries to hold mommy hostage but yeah yeah doesn't stop statham but yeah that fight scene with him and like the main uh fucking mercenary guy (laughs) kicks homeboy's leg off i don't know who that actor is but he was funny as shit i want to see him in more stuff (laughs) I mean, he was just like, he's like a ridiculous video game character. He was just over the top, like, that weird accent and... Like, this almost could very well be adapted to a, a game. Yeah. But I want to be the bees. I want to <laughs> run around stinging people. <laughs> like... Surprised that's not. I mean, there's games now where you play as the monster and hunt yes. the survive. That's going to be the next... Uh... You know, big. Uh, I mean, there's there's goat simulator. The, Can yeah. we get you know bee simulator or something and be like, yes, yes, sting all the things. Ah, uh, and you know, for a movie that kind of just snuck into the into the theaters, it's made. It was budget was forty million. It's made one hundred and fifty million so far. So. Nothing with Statham's name tied to it just sneaks in, okay? Like, well, I mean, it was like one of those. It's like it came out in a time where wasn't a whole lot going on, and it wasn't like I, mean, I saw a couple trailers for it, but it, it it wasn't like a transporter or another Expendables or these like big action franchises he's been doing. It's kind of more to his smaller, smaller uh, action stuff, like. I could almost expect this to be like a direct-to-video <laughs> movie, because you know Statham's getting getting up there in age. You know, hell, that last Expendables movie, fucking Stallone barely did anything in it. It was all like 
basically another Jason Statham movie. So he's like, motherfucker is not slowing down whatsoever. He's still, uh, still beating ass and taking names. So you think this gets a, I mean, it made a decent amount of money. You think we get a, could be a one-off or are we going to get like a, a, a sequel? He, uh, you know, finds some other, you know, comes out of retirement and starts, uh, kind of independently beekeeping I again. I don't know about a, a sequel per se. I mean, I mean, they wrapped up this story pretty well, yeah, but he like could, you know, take on some other you're just entity kind of, or something. Kind of like, uh, uh, was it the, uh, Denzel movies, the, uh, oh, shit. The one where he's like an ex hitman or something that's like random equalizer where it's like each movie, it's like a different like criminal he's getting, he's equalizing. So they're, you know, the only kind of connection between the films. I don't films know if you can compare him. this to equalizer though. But, I mean, it could be that same thing where it's like each movie is like almost a standalone uh, uh, movie. Self-contained. Other like... than, you know, the main character. Yeah. So, you know, he could show up and fuck up some other, uh, uh, random organization next, next movie. The bees have gone international. <laughs> so, I mean, I think that's the thing. Like, you know, there's not really a... Because yeah, when he hacked the phone, you could, he, it was like call centers like all over the world. So he could like just start continuing... Just, you know, if if killing the headman didn't disable this organization, you know, he could definitely pop up and <laughs> take on some more scammers in, uh, in other countries. Because he does survive. He, uh, you know, gets it... Like, he has that kind of like... The CIA guy finally like stops him before he's like, you know, he's like prepping the door to make a ballistic entry. And he's like, you don't have to do this. Like you, you, you've done enough. And he's like, you know, because of guys like you, like I've got to deal with people like this. Like, you know, you should have stopped all this. I expect him to fuck him up, but he's just like, not nah, old man kind of piss off. Let me do my, my business. <laughs> no, it was more like, I'm disappointed. Like, Oh, that, that hurts a lot <laughs> yes. more than just, <laughs> uh, and I always like seeing, uh, Jeremy Irons in movies. He's, He's always a, a a cool dude, whether he's like you know, fighting uh, John McClane or or uh, playing Alfred. Like he's a he's a great fucking actor, and you know it's like weird seeing him in random action movies. <laughs> but yeah, when he busts in there and it's like, dude tries to hold his mom hostage, and he just like fucking hip draws and pops him in the face, and like jumps out the window and. Doesn't kill the president. Yeah, you know, he's like, all right, I just came for him. You're good, ma'am. And, you know, and FBI lady gets the draw on him, and he just kind of looks at her, and she's like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for killing all the fuckers that like, you know, caused my mom to die. Almost gave me uh, Fast and the Furious vibes, you know. <laughs> Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> no, I mean even before that, you know, when Brian was a cop, and he lets you know Dom off, and like, yeah, because he's like, you've done all this because my. You know, you were friends with my mom, and I, being a legal entity, can't do this. So, yeah, you did what needed to be done, whether it was legal or not. Because <laughs> uh, even when she's, like, there trying to protect the president, like, she sees, the, like, the mercenaries is going to fucking execute him in the you know, in, in the party. And she's like, this is not what we do. We're you know, we're cops. And he's like, it's not what y'all do. Like, it's <laughs> what we do. <laughs> and she's, like, kind of like, oh, shit, do I have to, like, now save his ass from these fuckers? But he's, like, you know. I think Too he's capable of, uh... <laughs> Saves his own ass. I think I'm gonna take a bite out of this shit sandwich with a smile on my face. <laughs> oh. For the bees! The and then, bees yeah. on the trap. Alright, 
My question is, he had this whole elaborate way of getting in there by, you know, hiding in the vehicle and shit. How did he get there to bury the scuba suit, like, before? Like, how did he set up his, like, exit strategy before this even started? The bees, man. <laughs> He's got some trained bees that'll <laughs> bury a scuba suit on the on the beach outside the uh, the compound. It's very, it was very uh, uh, terminalist, which is, you know... Completed his mission, and now I'm going to disappear into the sea. <laughs> I'm going to go join Luke on this island so we can be old men together. <laughs> I'm going to grow bees on an island. <laughs> island bees. And I, I mean, you haven't had honey till you had that tropical honey. <laughs> Don't want some more of that spicy honey I got at the, the Renfest. <laughs> that jalapeno honey was some good shit. I thought it was habanero. Oh, yeah, it was habanero. It was some kind of... Yeah, because at this point, jalapenos don't do anything for me. <laughs> I don't know, man. I got a hold of some fresh ones last year, and those, for jalapenos, they're, 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 they're the hottest jalapenos I've ate. Like I got some of those, I uh, went to Walmart the other day, and I got some of the pre-made uh, Hot Ones brand uh, chicken wings. Yeah. They come with uh, Los Calientes sauce. It's some spicy shit. <laughs> And it wasn't that hot when I ate them the first time, but I let them sit, like, because I couldn't eat the whole bag. So, like, I finished it, like, the oh, next day. And yeah, I was dude. like, woo! It had it, 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 it gone up a notch after <laughs> the second time I like tried I'm, it. You know, just making homemade sauce with, you know, Frank's Red Hot and melted butter and a little bit of cayenne and stuff. Like, you know, really good that first night, but you, you reheat them the, the next day, and I, I don't know, the, <laughs> the dynamic changes a little bit. Like... There's nothing in here that's supposed to be that hot, right? <laughs> but these are stingy. Like bees. <laughs> I don't know. I wanted to buy one of the uh, the Hot Ones sets that had, you know, a variety of the sauces. Because, you know, I've tried the end and, you know, I would like to try some of the more flavorful, yeah. you know, meant to be enjoyed sauces. Yeah, Los Calientes is not bad. That's the only one of their brand I've had. And, yeah, some of those ones, it's like, it hurts, but it tastes good. But then there's some that they just hurt. <laughs> I'm not about that life. Sort of, kind of. I mean, you know, if we're doing shit for kicks and giggles or whatever, but you know, um, that, that's one thing, but like we fucking did the, the Braveheart wings. I just did like five of them, you know, at, at fucking wild wing. And I was like, the uh, problem is like they're hot as fuck and they taste like shit. Like, <laughs> like there, there's nothing about that world that I enjoyed, you know? Yeah, it's just like, you know, a challenge. <laughs> challenge I mean, wings are never, like, you know, tasty. There's like, this is going to hurt. Uh, I'm going to be a man by suffering, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I I powered through the, the five just because I was like, fuck. Fucking paid for the things. Like, <laughs> gotta, <laughs> gotta eat them, I guess. Can't let them go to waste. Like, nobody else at the table wanted them. <laughs> so, uh... Where do you think this movie stacks up on the uh, the Jason Statham list? You know, for what it is, it's up there for me. Like, 
the the action sequences and you know everything else were choreographed pretty well i mean there was a a variety of you know hand-to-hand plus uh weaponry and some nice gruesome kills here yeah. and there uh, um <laughs> like you know hits one girl home girl with like can of uh or jar of honey and then lights it on fire is like who knew honey was flammable <laughs> um I mean, you know, it's it is definitely not expendables. I mean, which that's that's just a franchise of of its own, you know. Um it's definitely not a transporter film. Like I said, I'd say Expendables and Transporter is like top 2 Statham uh, vehicles. <laughs> vehicles transporter. I thought you were going to make a Fast and the Furious reference. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh I mean, too. it's a good thing that, you know, he came from the Fast and the Furious franchise. You know, he, he learned to drive a car, you know, so there was that. So I wonder if, like, to be a beekeeper, is that, like, part of your training? It's like, all right, we're going to teach you how to fight and shoot, and we're also going to ha- teach you how to take care of bees. Because <laughs> we got well, to stay on brand. I think that's just kind of the or signature. Or do you just have calls... bees first, and then you get into, like, the murder and Because when he, whatnot. you know, showed up to a homegirl's, you know, hideout, like... He pulls up, you see the, the bee box, and then he goes in, it's like... Yeah, when they tear her car apart, like, they find, like, a bee manual, like, in her car, too. It's like, she's got something else in common with our guy. You know, book on beekeeping. It's like, yeah, do they find beekeepers and then train them to be badasses? Or is beekeeping part of their badass training? <laughs> I, I, I... You all need a hobby. <laughs> we have to stay on brand. <laughs> well, I think it's, you know, also, too... Not necessarily from branding, but just like, hey, when you're not out there doing this thing, you're doing, you know. I mean, it is is a lifestyle of like, you know, you you can work alone. (laughs) No one's going to really fuck with you because most people are like, I don't want to fuck with That was a crazy thing. Like, you know, driving out in, you know, Montana and out west and shit, like, there would just be a big ass field with like 20 or 30 bee boxes. But, dude, you don't see any houses for, like, 40 miles or more. Like, I'm like, I don't know who's maintaining these uh, bee boxes, but... I mean, there's a house in coming that has a bunch of bee boxes in the yard. I'm like, I wonder. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of beekeepers they are. <laughs> well, there's only one way to find out. <laughs> hey, can I invite you for dinner? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sonny's pretty good, but you ever killed a man? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Your honey has this red tint to it, like <laughs> blood honey. <laughs> this is like he never killed anybody with the bees, though. I mean, uh, he's not yeah. fucking Candyman. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we've said him twice so far tonight. We can't say it again. <laughs> but yeah, I, I would like to have seen them, you know, use them. He's not like you know they're remote controlling. Hit a button and like the bees are trained to attack. <laughs> No, I mean it's what like I, Rat Catcher and Suicide Squad. Is that be like you know controls the bees? <laughs> I don't know. I think what would have been funny is you know the guys that showed up to destroy you know his bee boxes. Uh, you know the bees just start retaliating, and these four fucking you know supposed to be badass dudes just start screaming like little <laughs> schoolgirls from getting yeah. They just gun down the beehives with AKs. Like I was waiting for the swarm just to like go into their car and start stinging the shit out of them. <laughs> We found the bees' one weakness, AK-47s. <laughs> oh, 
the, the fucker that was leading the whatever, I guess, Boston uh, call center office, his suit too, that fucking weird ass money suit. <laughs> I was like, all right, that's that's pretty that's a pretty nice suit, dude. That's dude, what we should wear to your wedding. That used to be in like every party city at <laughs> Halloween. You remember that? Like yes. way back in the day. Oh, that's like the, the fucking purple pimp suits that you'd always see at Halloween. Yeah, they call me Mister Moneybags. <laughs> I don't know. I was kind of waiting to find out that the uh, the beekeeper organization, you know, itself had, you know, become somehow corrupt and like it, yeah that. Be like, oh shit! Like they're on the take, <laughs> or is that the sequel? They're like, all right, we've got to go. We got to take him out because he damn near killed the president, <laughs> and it's him on the run from the from the beekeeping organization. But at the same time, like, if the president is cr- like, what, like, if. Okay, well, you've reached this level of political office. You're granted immunity. You're, you know, like, there's no accountability at that point. Like, that (laughs) defeats the entire purpose of the organization then. Yeah. Well, at least the FBI knows knows what's really going on. uh, So it's, uh, uh, I definitely think she's going to get impeached at least. (laughs) You can't tell me that that organization isn't corrupt. No, no, they're, you know, pretty much all. Uh, Yeah, you know. (laughs) Anybody in that, you know, fucking federal political spec you know it's it, all on the kind of the same i can see homegirl shit to me releasing all the information to like the media or some shit and yeah she's probably gonna have to retire after this uh the president in a perfect world but <laughs> probably not she'll probably get away with it or statham's still out there maybe he just releases all the information to the <laughs> news organizations so she can't hide it yeah, I don't know. I you know the this series you know sort of wrapped up. I mean you know I guess it would have been interesting to be like, oh, okay, well she stepped down and then you know who steps up, you know, in, in their place, you know, and yeah, is the VP just as corrupt? Everybody that's been a career politician is on the fucking take, okay? <laughs> All politicians are cunts. <laughs> just that's just my take. I don't I don't argue, you know, right or left. I, I just say <laughs> fuck them all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like they're they're all pretty pretty bad at this point. Uh so what do you think of this here uh Dragonfire? I like it. It's um you know, medium, medium plus. Um Woody, and usually these aren't expensive. This was like seven eighty. Like they, they make a good like kind of cheap, and it's not. I mean, this one's probably the biggest version yet, so you can get a good hour smoke out of it. But it's a, it is a good like if you ain't got a lot of time, but you want more than like a some of the like the firecrackers or some of the smaller small egg rolls size that they used to make. Which I that first one that came out with the egg roll I really liked, and like so this one's I like that. Uh, that Mexican rapper. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's got a good, you know, a little bit of an espresso flavor to it. Um, yeah, I'm definitely going to smoke the shit out of these while they, before they 
run out. Yeah, and you know that that is the thing about these is you know they are limited, you know, release, but just how limited, I guess, uh, remains to be seen. But usually they stick around for at least a, a few months. Uh, you know, this isn't one like that, that's kind of the thing about Punch, like you know, I, and I guess I was guilty of this. You know, it's like, oh, I see Punch at a gas station, and I'm like, man, they. No, I'm not buying a gas station <laughs> cigar. But then, you know, I I started, you know, with the Signature Series, and uh, you know, then the Diablos, and you know, a lot of their other special release, and I'm like, there's Which some the good quality. You fucking know, price on the Diablos have gone up too. Goddamn inflation. Fucking politicians <laughs> making me spend more on my cigars. Because that was like a ten dollar smoke when it first came out. Now, like the the El Diablo side has gone up to like twelve forty. It's, yeah, it's like every year it goes up a, more and more. It's like, God damn it, this is turning into like a fucking premium cigar. <laughs> but, you know. I don't know. I mean, that that's kind of the thing. Like, this this is a great sub $10 cigar. Um, I, I got no complaints about it. Yeah, because uh, even the, the Knuckle Dusters, their other cheap cigars, like, it's it's kind of one of my regular cigars, if I, especially if I don't want to spend a whole lot of money that night. It's like... Yeah, you know, it's one that I'm not going to be too sad about if I if I'm busy and I have to toss it because it's a sub ten dollar cigar. Yeah, I mean, I used to love challenging myself to be like, you know, hey, what do you enjoy? You know, I bet I can find something sub ten dollars, and that's it's getting harder like, and harder the way yeah, prices exactly. keep going up. Like your your options become significantly more limited the more that now it's like we're gonna you know, find you taxes a good on sub fifteen dollar cigar because everything's getting uh, getting up there. Even yeah. the even the signature series is above ten dollars cigars now. They're like eleven for like the six sixties. So yeah, it's like it's like my cheap cigars keep getting less and less cheap. <laughs> but Punch usually at least has a couple in the wheelhouse that they try to maintain that you know sub ten dollar uh, price tag on. Uh, but yeah, they make they make some damn good cigars. I find more and more of my like kind of regular smokes being being Punch or Cao. Mm-hmm. And even the CAO has gone way up of what they Well, <laughs> I mean, originally. you know, that's just across the board. I mean, the same thing's happened with my father and, you know, everything else, too. Um, We're going to start making YouTube money just to afford to smoke. <laughs> <laughs> Go watch our YouTube channel. Smash that like button. Subscribe. <laughs> yeah. What all Leave the, a comment. What all the YouTubers say. Uh, well, that's all we got for you on the Beekeeper. We're going to be right back with some science.
The Epsilon 3 is a dream given forum. It's a home away from home for three guys to watch a 90s sci-fi classic TV show. Three guys with microphones over 3,249 miles apart, all alone in the night. The year is 2262. The place, Babylon 5. The podcast, The Epsilon 3. On the ESO Network. It's time for some science. We're going to learn some shit. I am ready to... Ready... Golly. <laughs> uh, educate me. All right, let's... Uh, like I said, it's been a while since I actually looked at these articles, so... Uh, <laughs> Joe reads from the internet. So it turns out, a new study. Monkeys have humor. They're funny monkeys. Well, I mean, they throw poop, and, you know, as long as you're not on the receiving or the cleanup end of that, I find <laughs> it pretty humorous. Uh, yeah, so apparently orangutan, orangutans, uh, orangutans um, chimpanzees, bonobos, and gorillas uh, share many traits with humans, and now it seems that you can add teasing to their list. Uh, basically, uh, apparently, playful teasing is a thing that they have observed in monkeys. Or apes, I guess, if you uh, if you want to be proper. You filthy apes! <laughs> you apes want to live forever. <laughs> Get your hands off me, you damn dirty apes! Yeah, uh, apparently, uh, monkey play uh, also involves uh, teasing one another, uh, kind of like uh, human children do, even though it doesn't like require language. I mean, I've definitely seen them point and make weird faces, and I'm like, ha, that that monkey just totally, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, author of the study, Isabel uh, Larimer, uh, said, Great apes are excellent candidates for playful teasing as they are closely related to us engaging in social play, show laughter, and display relatively sophisticated understanding of others' expectations. Uh, so yeah, monkeys will play jokes on you. Some of those jokes may involve throwing poo. Who knows? <laughs> I'm I'm just like, have I ever had a monkey joke with me? Now I don't know. Yeah, apparently, like, they've even observed the monkeys playing, like, flinching games. It was common for teasers to repeatedly wave or swing a body part or object in the middle of the target's field division, hit or poke them, Stare closely at their faces and disrupt their movements, pull their hair, perform other behaviors that were extremely difficult for the target to ignore. Sounds like love to me. <laughs> yeah, a good old-fashioned ape game of I'm not touching you. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if they have the equivalent of, like, the ape dad joke. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that's kind of hard to do, though, without communication. Right? <laughs> uh. <laughs> Joke's on you. I'm not your dad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and in other news, the first underwater tidal kite starts delivering electricity to the power grid. Uh, a system deployed in the Faroe Islands, uh, located in the North Atlantic, basically using wave energy to uh, 
make electricity. Basically, this kite that sits in the water copies the movement of a kite to transfer energy from tidal and ocean currents efficiently and is current providing electricity to the grid in the Faroe Islands. So unlike uh, whatever solar or wind turbines, uh, this one just kind of operates off the constant movement of the ocean. and So a lot different than, you know, hey, we're going to build a big-ass, you know, hydro dam and let water flow through to turn turbines. Yeah, this one's like a big kind of wing-shaped thing that just kind of just flops up and down as, as waves uh, come come through or like, you know, the uh, whatever tidal, you know, where the tide comes in, tide comes out. Uh, apparently the Dr- Dragon 12, is called, is rated at 1.2 megawatts. Like I said, it, it sits offshore and then transfers uh, power to land via underwater cables across the seafloor. Did you say this was an island? Yes. Is it Jurassic Park? No. Are we sure about that? <laughs> they have not released how much electricity it is actually providing. Uh, roughly 55,000 inhabitants of the island, but at maximum rate, it only can power about 1,000 homes. So... It's uh, not a full replacement for other uh, electricity producers, but it is a a start, and it's cost-effective, they say. Probably a lot better than uh, the wind turbine thing. Yeah, because you're kind of dependent on wind. (laughs) But the ocean is always moving. Unless you get, like, a tsunami, and then your power grid is probably fucked because you're... (laughs) Your kite is now 100 miles oh my inland. God. We we have all the power. <laughs> or it's like, hey, that that floating power generator is now like, you know, two miles inland in somebody's yard. <laughs> We're not getting any power out of that. It, it squished Steve. Sorry, Steve. <laughs> well, in other news... Um, Basically, if you're tired of living on Earth, you can build your own space settlement, according to uh, lawyers. God. Uh, cool. How do I get there? <laughs> uh, basically, Professor Michelle Hannon, co-director of Air and Space Law Program at the University of Mississippi School of Law, is uh, basically talking about the legality of building your very own space community. Uh, apparently, uh, the primary rule of law in space right now is that is the Outer Space Treaty, uh, but there's no actual like legal code of law. So if you just want to build your own space station, if you've got the money and the the rocket to get into space, there's nothing to stop you from starting your own space station. Our standard of living is out of this world. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, the Outer Space Treaty uh, was ratified by 111 countries back in 1967, uh, and it's kind of the only law in space. No one can hear you scream in space, and apparently nobody can sue you for setting up your own uh, uh, Death Star. No state can claim territory of space. Therefore, you can tell them all to go fuck off as long as you can get your shit up into the uh, <laughs> into the atmosphere apparently uh, so yeah Musk is probably working on his own uh, private space station at this point it's probably already there yeah we just don't, that's no moon that's a space <laughs> station 
I mean, it'll cost you several billion dollars to build one, but there's nothing to legally stop you, according to uh, these uh, studies. Another thing, finally, someone's doing something to fight Skynet. Using AI-generated voices and robocalls are now illegal in the U.S. rules FCC. Okay, cool. Stop them. So you can't get scammed by robots anymore. I, I mean, all they did is make it a law. Okay, like, there's a lot of laws out there. How many of them get broken? All of them. And how many of those don't originate in this country? Most of them. (laughs) So, good work! Isn't really a new law. It falls under existing uh, the Telephone Consumer Protection Act, uh, which is supposed to limit, restricts marketing calls and automatic telephone dialing systems. Apparently, recently there was a scandal where uh, a there was kind of robocalls going out to supporting politicians, but they were using an AI-generated version of that politician's voice, and uh, so now they're like, "Nope, uh, you can use pre-recorded actual human voices, but using AI-generated messages uh, is a violation of this law." In supposedly should not be done anymore because it's illegal. You know what's going to happen. (laughs) Everyone's going to do it anyway. No, (laughs) no, not at all. Uh, You know, the AI is the one going to end up writing the laws. (laughs) Yes. Uh, But yeah, even though, like I said, we talked earlier about the the scam calls and, and beekeeper. You know, if, if someone can use AI to actually mimic your, you know, loved one's voice calling, begging for money or whatever, it's kind of going to make things a whole lot easier to uh, to rip people off. So you know, now they're at least trying to say this is illegal, so then they can actually prosecute people for using said uh, technology if they can actually find, find them. them. Yeah, finding them is half the battle. You need a beekeeper. Or G.I. Joe or something. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how that shit works. <laughs> we do. We saw Beekeeper. We, we know exactly how it works. We track them down. Like, we, if we this one show. guy can do it, like, we, we've we got entire organizations dedicated to this shit. Like, <laughs> I mean, you can't tell me that's all just Hollywood magic. <laughs> oh, it is all just Hollywood magic? Damn it. Yeah. Damn it. Law enforcement and movies are way more competent than they are in real life. <laughs> That's all the science I got for you this week. Uh, but also, uh, I just got back last week. Uh, kind of one of the reasons we're, we're a week late is I went to with the first uh, Con Possible in Atlanta, the new, newest steampunk endeavor. Had a good time. Like I said, it was their, their first show, uh, but uh, it, it kind of seemed a little smaller than the predecessor uh, Atlanta Steampunk Expo. But it, w- it was not. It was in a hotel I'd never been to, and I would say the hotel maybe not quite prepared to to host a con because the elevators and the front door was non-functional by the time the weekend was over. I mean, that just sounds like a normal con. Uh, but then they also like had like two other... How many other... times has that happened at Dragon Con, Joe? Apparently there was a like Little League hockey tournament going on and like a cheerleading tournament. So there was like random kids, hockey players running throughout the halls while, you know, steampunks were running around everywhere. So it was... So yeah, the hotel may want to think about uh, trying to host multiple events at one time. It could 
be the reason why all the elevators and everything shut down. But yeah, we had a good time. It was a, I got shit face hammered, did karaoke because I don't drink that much anymore. And yeah, I got fucking trashed as I talked about earlier, but we had a good time. Tried some absinthe, uh, taught some guys from, uh, thinking about going up to Kentucky for, uh, river city steampunk expo. And I, I won some fancy art. I got a uh, wood engraved uh, Mandalorian symbol for the office. And I also won a, a, uh, painting of a stormtrooper riding a, a crotch rocket, uh, in, you know, matching white, uh, uh, whatever brand of motorcycle it is. I'm not too familiar with, uh, <laughs> Japanese bikes. So yeah, it was a, a good time had by all. Uh, so if, if it survives to year two, definitely check out, uh, con possible, uh, if it comes back up. And that's all I got for you this week. Let's be right back with some news. And now it's time for all things nerdy and nerd news. And welcome to nerd news. Yeah, news. All right. Well, uh, let's just jump into it with some trailers. Uh, we got a new one from uh, producer Sam Raimi for Boy Kills World. <laughs> Um, which looks like a fucked up version of Hunger Games. Yeah. Well, I mean, you get Bill Skarsgård um, from It. You get Jessica Roth, like um, some narration by uh, H. John Benjamin Archer. <laughs> you know, because um, yeah. if you're gonna our, be a hero, is deaf and mute, so he has to have a badass inner monologue. <laughs> But I, I don't know, man. Like, this just looks like it is going to be deranged. It's going to be fun. And it's yeah, fucking it looks, Sam Raimi. Like, it looks violent and amusing. Yes. Which is um, a Sam Raimi staple. So I guess uh, our, our main character, Boy, um, vows revenge after his family is murdered um, by a deranged matriarch. Like, corrupt post-apocalyptic dynasty that left boy orphan deaf and voiceless um i I don't know a little bit deadpool vibes here (laughs) you know but and you know i guess you're just driven by the inner voice (laughs) i don't know it's gonna be fucked but i mean very video game looking too it's like this definitely could be like you know some cracked out video game but i mean you know the the martial arts and everything else like uh, it's like a Sam Raimi kung fu movie. <laughs> yeah. I mean it just looks fun. Um and you know it'll be just after everybody's, you know, partaked in their, you know, 420 festivities. This is set to release <laughs> uh on April 26th in theaters. So one one I'm uh definitely uh interested to check out for sure. Um, Netflix. They've been doing all kinds of great things. Um, they're doing another great thing. Um, <laughs> your definition of great is loose. <laughs> hey, for anybody looking for a great time, you know, Fatal Future. That's all I gotta say. Amazon <laughs> Prime. It's not Netflix, but you know, it's it's there. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, I, I like a good comedy, and you know, I, I like Korean food. And, you know, I mean, what can uh, be better? Squid Games was good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there you go. They make some weird shit. Well, um, you know, I don't know how... Some bagolgi. Yeah, I mean, that's what I think of, you know. But bagolgi nugget just doesn't have the same <laughs> ring to it as uh, 
a film we're going to talk our series rather it's called chicken nugget um I, I i don't know how to really describe this it just looks crazy and it looks like it's just going to be there for me to a mysterious cabinet turns people into chicken nuggets and it's up to two weirdos to figure out why people are being turned into chicken nuggets that's basically the uh <laughs> i see i think it's more so a I don't know. Let me just give you the synopsis, okay? Oh, God. A clucking comedy out of this world. A beloved woman Mother suddenly clucker. turns into a sweet and sour chicken nugget after entering a mysterious machine. This is only the beginning of a series of unpredictable events, a tearful and comic mystery of two men struggling to save their lover slash daughter. That's two different people. It's not the same. Yes. That would have been bad. Yes. <laughs> This wasn't filmed in Alabama. <laughs> um, but the shock, panic, comedic desperation of Sun Man and Big Zhong, uh, as they try to comprehend the situation and figure out how to restore Mina to her human form. <laughs> These nuggets. How will this duo entangle themselves from their predicament? So, yeah, I, I don't know. You know, it's just one of those that's like, I'm just going to have to see it. <laughs> so, you know, everybody be sure to uh, check out the trailer. I mean, I'm pretty sure we broke the internet <laughs> trying to watch it earlier. But, uh, you know. Damn solar flares. March 15th, 2024. Chicken Nugget will be available on Netflix. Um, As we kind of proceed here... uh. The John Wick spinoff uh, Ballerina has been pushed back an entire year. Did you ever see that uh, the Continental miniseries? Yes. How was it? Cause I, didn't, I, did, I did not have that streaming service, and I had not gotten around to watching that one. I thought I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I so confidently said yes, and now I'm like, but did I? What was it on? Uh, I think it was on Paramount. I had Paramount for a while. That was kind of what makes me think yeah whatever it was on i didn't have it so i've not uh not watched it yet but i i need to see that at some point so we gotta wait a year for to the interwebs <laughs> yeah so originally uh this was set to uh debut in theaters june 7th of 2024 but now it won't be released until june 6th of 2025 um the the narrative is the reason for the push is to amp up the action scenes in the movie you know they, they probably saw beekeeper and was like fuck we've <laughs> got to go over the top we gotta get more violent yeah so um and see anna de armas kicking people in the face yeah with steel-toed ballerina shoes i guess i don't know that's what i'm guessing <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, you know, it's going to focus on the female assassin who seeks revenge against the people who killed her family. Ah, it's a family, not a dog this yeah. time. Yeah. So this will be taking place, you know, if you're looking for a timeline between the events of John Wick 3 and John Wick 4. Mm -hmm. So this will have uh, Mr. Kiana in it. So, um, but yeah, you know... Um, I, I don't know. You know, it was one I was looking forward to, uh, but 
Yeah. Hopefully it's just the action and not bigger, you know, unforeseen <laughs> circumstances. Oh, wait a minute. This sucks. We got to make it suck less. Yeah. Back to the drawing board. Um, speaking of Amazon Prime and uh, quirky, bloody, good, fun, uh, The Boys Season 4. Uh, we got some news, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Solar Flare. I did see they already approved season five yeah. <laughs> before four even came so, out. So we're, um, we're getting at least two more seasons. Yeah, season four will be uh, premiering uh, June 13th. Um, I guess that is a, you know, they did a poster. Apparently it's Homelander's birthday. Ah. So. Did you ever watch the uh, Generation V? I did not. It's pretty fucked up. <laughs> I mean, it's. I mean, it's, se- season three of The Boys was pretty fucked it's, up too, but. Yeah, I mean, it's just as fucked up as the boys. It, w- it was a good show. So, um, we'll get an eight-episode season, um, drop uh, three episodes on June 13th, and ending with the season finale on Thursday, July 18th. So, I'm not going to be able to binge watch this one, so... Damn it, Prime. <laughs> Fuck. I may end up having to wait till July. <laughs> <laughs> no, because you're going to be like... I got nobody to talk to about this. <laughs> Fucker, watch and catch exactly. up. <laughs> uh, Someone exploded a penis. Yeah. So uh, for season four, the world is on the brink of uh, Victoria Newman is closer than ever to the Oval Office and under the muscly thumb of Homelander, who's consolidating his power. Butcher, with only months to live, has lost Becca's son, as well as his job as the boys' leader. The rest of the team are fed up with his lies, and the stakes are higher than ever. They have to find a way to work together and save the world before it's too late. Dun-dun-dun. So. The Deep's probably going to fuck another squid. Um, and, and to state, yes, this was recently renewed, uh, for a season five as well. So definitely reaping the benefits. Um, swapping over into some other, uh, interesting news. Do you remember a little film from probably a decade ago now called Fido? Yes. Where they domesticated zombies? Yes. Well, um, there is a game currently available for pre-order called Welcome to Paradise. And the premise is basically you are building your towns and all that kind of stuff um, in the middle of a zombie apocalypse outbreak. However, there are devices and things to build where you can control your own zombies and have them do your bidding. So, so it's everything... like The Sims, but with zombies. <laughs> kind of. You know, you send them to gather wood. You send them to, you know, hey, this guy's going to be a defensive guy. This guy's going to be an <laughs> offensive guy. And, you know, that sort of thing. But just the the artwork and the direction. Train and... my zombie whores. I mean, horde. Yes. I mean, you know, depending on, you know... <laughs> <laughs> How fresh the corpse is. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm just going to throw it out there, you know. Uh, I don't know. But, um, you know, this looks like it is going to be, you know, an awesome good time, especially, you know, on, on a co-op front. So that's that's kind of the angle. So, you know, you and your buddy, you know, team up with your horde of zombies or whore of zombies or your zombie whores and, uh, you know, 
Rule the world. <laughs> Create your own paradise. <laughs> so, uh, you know, interesting kind of direction, you know, with that, you know. But it, it goes to show, like, you know, people having, you know, their zombies, you know, essentially washing clothes and all of this stuff. Like, you kind of <laughs> seen Fido, but then the device that is keeping the zombies tame, you know, they start malfunctioning or, you know, there's a bigger entity that hacks it or something. I don't know. It's like, but, damn it, our zombies went zombie. We got to, like, yeah, you know, find yeah. new zombies. <laughs> so, you know, as you're trying to establish your zombies, you're also trying not to, you know, Get eaten by your become employees. a zombie. <laughs> um, Another game that's been on my radar for quite some time um, that I've been playing in the alpha was uh, Last Epoch. This is, you know, touted by some as the the Diablo 4 killer and, um, you know, fans of action RPGs, you know, also Path of Exile, um, that sort of thing. Um, you know, they, they tried to launch midweek this week without... Um, Unfortunately, it did not go as smooth, and, you know, probably fortunately, the player turnout, you know, basically uh, was much higher than anticipated. You know, this is a small, small, you know, um, studio, but one thing I got to say is with all of the issues, um, dude, their CEO and their development team and everything else jumping in to update folks and give them real-time information and not try to just hide behind corporate speak like we've seen with Activision Blizzard and, you know, <laughs> pretty much every modern game that comes out. Like, you know, the the Internet is a wonderful thing, but in, in some terms, you know, the the QA and development has slacked because, you know, oh, we can just start pushing real-time updates instead of releasing a fully, you know, finished product. <laughs> what? A fully finished game that's not going to require a bunch of downloads and updates? But, what? you know, um, I, I've been having a, a blast with this game, and, um, you know, the the midweek, um, you know, kind of unplayable on the online front. Um, but, you know, toward the weekend, like, uh, you know, I haven't experienced any game-breaking bugs or anything else, you know, relatively, you know, sometimes the transitions from one zone to another were a little bit longer than anticipated, but all in all, still very much playable and highly, highly enjoyable. So, you know, fans of, you know, the Diablos, the Path of Exiles, somebody that's looking, you know, Grim Dawn, looking to try something different, uh, definitely recommend giving... Uh, last epoch a a run. Um, you had sent me a couple of other things too. Um, something about my love of tornadoes and uh, <laughs> you know a a sequel uh, that was touted at one point as a sequel that now apparently is just going to piggyback and and not be a yeah from a the trailer it doesn't look to be like related at all other than it's people chasing tornadoes. But we've got Twisters. Now there's more than one. <laughs> yeah. Sisters. I mean, you know. Twisted Sisters? Yeah. So, um, when, when this was first announced, you know, there was speculation that, you know, and, and I think, you know, Helen Hunt, had, you know, even said, hey, I, I would love to be a part of this. And, you know, whether it's budget restrictions or whatever, we've since learned that, nope. Nobody from that <laughs> cast that's still living is going to have anything to do with this film. 
this film is not really going to pick up anywhere within the franchise. Um, I, I don't know. You know, Twister came out in 1996. The CGI and everything else um, in that film was like fucking Jurassic Park, you know? like Yeah, you, it was you, revolutionary you were, at the time. So I can it, imagine what they can do with today's well, technology. Well, my, my problem is, like, looking at it, it very much gave me Day After Tomorrow vibes. And mm. that was not a great movie. It was not a great movie. <laughs> um, you know, the, the, the fact that, you know, they, they chose Twister 2 as the title is, you know, to not do anything with that is kind of like, okay. I mean, even as you got a whole new cast, you could like, oh, it's their daughter is now chasing Tornet. You know, there, it's very easy to like connect it to the universe if you wanted to but from the trailer it's none of that's clear <laughs> yeah no and i you know i think it's been stated that you know folks had speculated that and then it's been finally come out like no no this is going to be its own thing <laughs> um i you know with that um i've got some reservations you know i i love you know tornadoes and everything else i mean that's one of the reasons i you know studied to become a, a skyward, you know, spotter and everything of that nature. <laughs> like, however, I found it's very, very difficult to chase storms, um, in the state of Georgia. Cause you can't see shit with pine trees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You got to go somewhere flat to do that shit. Yeah. So, um, I, I don't know, you know, part of me, it's, it's a movie about storms. I'm probably still going to see it, but I'm, I'm definitely lowering, my expectations and probably and, and, wise <laughs> and i i hope that this film blows me away but just what i saw in the trailer i'm just like kind of been there done that already <laughs> like you know maybe we'll get two cows in this one <laughs> there wasn't even a cow man like just you know, we got cows. There's another one. I think it's the same cow. <laughs> Maybe this time there is two cows. That's the twist. And dude, how many people do you know went out and bought fucking Dodge Rams because of that film? <laughs> Probably <Okay>. a lot. <laughs> oh, I was like that in Walker, Texas Ranger. They sold some Dodge Rams. <laughs> fucking hell, you know. Oh, uh, I mean, we did see that car at Dragon Con that had the whole Dorothy set up in the back of it <laughs> um we did also get the deadpool trailer i forgot about that guy um we've since got a lego deadpool trailer <laughs> Ooh, yeah somebody lego fight it <laughs> yeah so we've got our first trailer for deadpool and wolverine and it the tva is involved somehow <laughs> it is like you know that's so i guess that's how they're bringing deadpool to the mcu proper is like Hey, you're a special guy who can see across the multiverse. We need you to save the multiverse, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this is how we're gonna get X Men in the in the MCU proper is Deadpool. He's our you know Barry Allen fucking up the timeline, I guess. <laughs> and then Loki's gonna be like, "Haha, this never happened." <laughs> Tricked ya. <laughs> it's like this is the MCU, and he's like, "Oh, sweet." <laughs> Where am I now? <laughs> uh, so yeah, the TVA is involved, and we got uh, we didn't get to properly see Wolverine. You got to see Wolverine's shadow in the in the claws being deployed, but we've we've not actually. They're holding on to the the Wolverine uh, reveal for now. 
But yeah, Deadpool and Wolverine. How long have fans been asking for that team up? Fucking forever. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, watching the, like, the internet, it's like, Ryan Reynolds has been constantly ha- harassing Hugh Jackman. Come on, man, one more. Come back, come back. One. I know you're, dude, just one more. And finally, I don't know, you know, what he finally said to convince him, probably a, a butt-ton of money. But yeah, he finally got, you know, Hugh Jackman to suit up one last time to, to uh, be Wolverine. <laughs> He's like, I'm getting too old for the shit, Riggs. He's like, no, nah, just one more, man. One more. <laughs> Think about the billions. Yeah. <laughs> Think about the money, bro. We're part of MC- the actual MCU now, not uh, <laughs> Fox or whoever it was. Um, I hadn't seen the trailer yet. What was Quiet? Oh, uh, the uh, that movie, the, the silent horror film, uh, A Quiet Place. They're doing a prequel to that. This is day one of the aliens that invade that hunt via sounds everyone has to be quiet which i never saw the other two of those movies but <laughs> apparently there's a there's a prequel now you would be so screwed you'd be like <laughs> i didn't speak but i farted yeah <laughs> or at my age my knees make so much noise that it's like oh fuck i can't hide from the find <laughs> from the fucking aliens because everything snaps crackles and pops every time i move so yeah if you want to know how the aliens invaded check out uh quiet one <laughs> quiet place day one or whatever it's called any other news tidbits info you want to share? all we got for you this week check us out on cigar nerd podcast.com we're on the so network at eso network.com we're on x facebook and uh instagram at cigar nerd pod and we are on youtube at cigar nerd podcast that channel is slowly growing so go give us a follow if you haven't already not it's not only cigar nerd podcast, but I also do a bunch of dumb gun videos over there and and other random shit that I find entertaining, and hopefully you do too. Uh, get your energy drink at strikeforceenergy.com, promo code cigar nerds. Get your shirts at realmensmokecigars.com. And with that, give me the bees. And this has been a recording of the Cigar Nerd Podcast. We're your hosts, Smoking Joe and Brad Jackson. Join us next time for more adventures in nerddom. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network. Your station for all things geek.